episode 204. Thank you all for listening to episode 203. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Security! <laughs> I am uh, Mantis Toboggan, MD, here with my co-host. Bear Cub, DM. Dr. Jinx, Ponderosa, MD. <laughs> Dr. Jinx, Ponderosa, MD. I was going to use Ponderosa <laughs> another day. Bill Ponderosa. Or Ponderosa. Maureen Ponderosa. A cat. <laughs> Look at her. She's a cat. I don't want to pay alimony to a cat. This guy's talking to a bird. Oh, God. Dead tooth. It's gross. I can smell it from here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so terrible. Oh. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Go to allwearclothing.com. Brandon can help you with all of your clothing needs. He can get you anything. He can get you T-shirts. He can get you hats. He can get you koozies, stickers, sweatshirts, hoodies, anything you can think of. He can get your team gear, your company gear, anything you need, your podcast gear. Get in touch with him, allwearclothing.com. Thanks to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Miami, Florida. COVID country. Yep. <laughs> he can help. Well, you got fall cleanup coming up. He can plant trees in the fall for you. And he's doing a lot of drainage. Of course, he can do your, your mowing needs, anything you need there, landscaping needs. Build you a deck. He can put out some nice stones for you. He can do anything you want. looks like he mulches all the time because he's trying to get rid of mulch all the time for the jobs he's doing. Landscaping is his biggest business. Get in touch with him again, Sean, 419-704-5471. And last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Hey, I'll keep this one short and sweet. He's a third dating coach on Google. You need to check him out. If you're having trouble with your confidence – you got to reach out to Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. He's going to take you from a zero to a hero. Guaranteed. Connell Barrett, dating trans- datingtransformation.com. Beautiful. All right. Let's, uh, let's get back in touch with Jeremy, and uh, we'll see what we have here for sport or wrestling jeopardy at this point, or wrestling trivia, I should say, if he is available for us. We will see. I just told him we are ready. Let's make sure he is ready. Did we get stuff from Jason today? Nope, I forgot. I was busy today. That's okay. I know we got Justin on the Twitter. I believe he gave us something for the Twitter. Yeah. Do you want that or do you want Yeah, go ahead while we wait for Jeremy. All right. I know it was an AEW question, which is also on right now, which I saw Zach Ryder joined uh, AEW. Oh, wow. Is he going by Zack Ryder? I don't know if he's going by. I think he's going by Matt Cardonas, his actual name. I think. I don't know, though. I just saw it. I saw highlights. Um, So, Justin on the Twitter question, who is turning heel first, Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes? Probably. If I take a guess, I would say – Kenny Omega, just because we think that, well, I guess if Hank and Kenny Omega broke up, it would be Hangman who would be going as a heel. But they could fool everyone and make it Omega, which would probably be smarter. 
Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. Omega would be smarter, but Cody Rhodes. I, mean, I, don't, I see they're pushing yeah. like Cody to get more legitimacy to that title, and he's having some decent matches with people. Yeah, I mean, he's like the face of AEW. He's the guy that kind of started it all. So can you really ever make him a heel? Right. Well, it's like the same thing with Hogan. Hogan was, you know, WWE, WCW. Made him a heel. It worked. I don't think it would have the same impact in AEW. Yeah, that was like when people actually were into this shit. Yeah, and watch wrestling. Yeah. Everyone knows pretty much what's going on yeah. and what's going to happen. So it's hard to turn people. Yeah, right. I was gonna say. I think, yeah, I think people respect Cody Rhodes too much to booing. And I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Omega's better as a heel, but. So, I, I, I don't know. It'll probably be him before Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and I mean, right now, it's just it's hard to turn people with no fans. Like, how do you turn someone heel without a crowd reaction? Or turn someone babyface without a crowd reaction? Like, it's just it's hard to do. I mean, honestly, has there really been any in either AEW or WWE that there have been changes? I mean, it seems like everyone's kind of in their lane, right? Yeah. 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 To my knowledge, I was. Yeah, I think they're both too busy trying to make everybody a shade of gray outside of MJF. You know, it's like, dude, just be a heel. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a heel. But I don't think any of them know actually how to be a heel. They just want to be, like, the cool heel instead of, you know, MJF being, like, a straight asshole heel. I like him being an asshole heel. Yeah. And and then they bring in Brian Cross, who sucks and needs Taz to be his mouthpiece. And it's like trying to be Brock Lesnar, don't you think? Recycle WWE. Yeah, just this dude. This dude just couldn't even catch Darby Allen. Like seriously, really? Darby Allen weighs less than me. Hey, oh, drop him! Oh, and then he just got speared on the apron. That was impressive. Yeah. Jesus, that's horrible. I did see, like, in WWE, um, well, while we're talking about this and why we got to wait a couple minutes for Jeremy, but um, this so far this year, what do you think has been the worst? Well, Jeremy's ready. So we'll come back to that. All right. Updated points, sir. Updated points. Gary with 514. Cody, 449, myself, 445, Parrot, 223, Dub, 29, Wes Anderson, 7, and Security, Jeff, with 1. Love it. And it's only us three today. Uh, secure, security, Jeff, is not a wrestling guy, and Parrot had to go to bed. So, just us. <laughs> a couple tag team questions to start. Only three of us now, just so he knows. For one point. What was the name of Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine's tag team? Oh, my gosh. It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't. I'm throwing a complete guess out there. Oh, my gosh. I think I spelled one of the words wrong, so you're going to have to excuse my dumbass spelling. Oh, there we go. I'll look you'll at like, that. You'll like mine. Well, Zoom can... Zoom can make that happen. All right. Let me know when y'all are ready. I'm holding. I can't spell. Uh, That's why I use Zoom. Perfect. (laughs) How do you spell check? God damn it. 
uh, right click on the word. There we go. Never mind. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> got rhythm and blues. <laughs> and I went with honky hammer. <laughs> the old honky hammer. Are we allowed to say that? So that I'll say that on this podcast. Oh, that that might be the name of the episode. Oh God, I don't know if we should. <laughs> it might be safer that you said it instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might not want to do that. <laughs> I mean, that would have been like a decent porn star name, I guess. But Honky Hammer. It's the name of my schlong. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Three points. What was the <laughs> original name of the tag team of oh, Ryan Christopher man. and Scott Taylor? Oh. So not too cool. Yeah, I knew that. Damn. Um, oh, no. Oh, man. Is it Honky Hammer? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know this. Fuck. And of course I'm going to go blank. I got it, but I don't think I'm right. Uh. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Two awesome Jerry's kids. <laughs> oh my god. And then hot and sexy. Oh man. So you want to call this one honky hammer with Jerry's kids? <laughs> oh god. No. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. Oh god. <sighs> This episode might have to be called too much. <laughs> that would probably be it. Episode 204, too much. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be that. Oh, gosh. All right. And we're going to end it with a very difficult family feud style question. Top 10 answers are on the board and three X's before you are eliminated. As of March 17, 2020, according to the Sportster Online, name the top 10 wrestlers in WWEF history with the most losses. Go in order of least amount of points to greatest. Most losses. Holy shit. Um, so, uh, Bear, you're up. Most losses. Oh, man. Um. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to start with the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Incorrect. Oh, God. Good luck, everybody. All right. Man, I mean, when did he ever win? He was the biggest jobber in the game, man. Right. Losing percentage, he'd be up there, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely true. I was like, when did they start keeping track? What were, is there a certain – I didn't even read it all the way. Is there a certain amount of oh, – it was just history. Oh, yeah, ever in history. 
Damn, and he we're gonna, we're gonna need five X's right. on this one. Right. Damn. It's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> Terry. Whose turn is it? Yours or mine? Yours. Oh, uh, Barry Horowitz. Ooh, Barry Horowitz. If he ain't on the board, I give up. Dude, I mean, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't wrestle that much. Like, yeah, man. No, oh, man. I'm gonna go Dude, with it, Kurt it, Hawkins because he's never won. <laughs> that incredible <laughs> losing streak. <laughs> Dude, if Horowitz and, and the brawler are on here, I have no idea. Like, okay, so he said a lot of the jobbers didn't wrestle as much as the main guys, so maybe we got to go with some main guys. I don't know, man. Barry Horowitz was on TV a lot back in the day. Um, you just got. I mean, you gotta. I, you want to go big, but I mean. How many times has Austin really lost? How many times is I mean under? It's just right. oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, I. Guess, I guess I'll go with John Cena. I mean, he's yeah. lost. You got to think of guys that have been there forever too. Yeah. The more matches they had, the more chances at losses they racked up. Okay. Cody? I'm going to say – let me see. Who's been there a long time? You know what? I'm going to say Triple H. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. He did lose a lot back in uh, the early 90s. Or, well, yeah. mid, there you go. mid to late 90s. Three points. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with a jobber, it seems like, nowadays, but is always lost. Dolph Ziggler, he's been there forever. Always losing nowadays. Did you say, does he ever really win? No. Hey, there we Jesus. go. Number three. Damn, he's number three. I'm trying to think of guys that are currently there. Yeah, right. And even retired guys, too, because this is all time. Hmm. I mean, I'm about to be out because I have no idea. Um. God. Uh, Greg Valentine. That ain't necessarily a bad one. I'm probably done. Incorrect. Cody Bryant. This is um Kane. That's a good one. He's been there forever. I guess I thought about it, but God. Nice. Oh, he was number one. Well, I mean, he was there what a few times. I guess I should have just went with my gut instead of being stupid, but I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna stay current. I'm gonna go Miz. Hmm. 
Oh shit! Figured he'd Cheers. be like top ten. I think he'd be yeah. fucking second. I can see that. Damn, um, he's lost that many times. I would have never. I dude, I thought he maybe had like seven hundred losses, not almost twelve hundred. All right, Cody, you're up. And, oh my gosh, fucking. Sure, I think who's been there forever. Um, who shit? Let me see. Let me see. You know what? Um, Randy Savage. Say the Macho Man. Ooh, you just gave me another guy. Thank you. I'm gonna go Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Damn. I'll just put it here, RKO. Yeah, there's a good one. Randy. Randall Keith Orton. No way that's right. I've fucking seen as a... 900. Yeah, goddamn number from... We're no right. way. Dude. That's a lot of fucking losses. Ooh. Dude. Uh, let's see. No, he hasn't been there long enough. Um, holy crap. Got like two guys left that I know have wrestled it? a lot. Right. Um, I'm going go, oh, Bradshaw. He was there for a while. Oh. I'm going to go – so I got two guests left. I'm going to go HBK because I feel like when he came back, he started losing more. I mean, you know, he has he has more losses at WrestleMania than wins, it seems like. No on HBK. Okay. Um, I, I'm with you. I don't think Stone Cold would be up there. He wasn't there enough. I want to say Edge, but he hasn't wrestled for the last fucking ten years. All right. I'm gonna go Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, I don't know if he'd wrestle enough for that. Uh, you're probably right. Incorrect. The only other okay. one I can think of is Jericho. Oh my god, that's a good one. Dude, because he oh my he wrestled forever and he started jobbing at the end. I figured him to be like I figured he he would be like top three, but we have top four or five figured out. Shit, Jericho's a great pick. There we go. Heath Slater, really? Oh, wow. Damn, Heath Slater's there and Kurt Hawkins isn't. Oh. No wonder Swagger and Rhodes left. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't think Jack Swagger lost that many times the short time he was there. Oh, shit. Damn, Big Show? Damn. Oh, yeah, Big Show. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he's been there forever. You guys Damn, need to check I... out that... <laughs> You guys need to check out that movie. That's what I am. Ed Harris is a teacher back in the 60s, I think, who just, because he is not married or has a girlfriend, rumors go around he may be gay. Randy Orton plays the dad of one of the students and wants him fired as the teacher. So, yeah, he's basically playing himself like you guys said. Great movie, though. (laughs) There's a lot of other subplots going on. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Have a good one and see you guys next week. Thank you, Jeremy. Um. All right. So now, Justin on the Twitter. 
So yeah. Uh, what was it? The uh, who's going to turn heel first, Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega? So we got that. We already pretty much said gave our discussions on that. Why we think that'll happen. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I know that just wrapped up. We were talking about Brian Cage. Joke. Um, they're just because AEW is a joke now, man. Like basically, that novelty. They should have just left it at a few pay per views a, a year and called it a day. Because now, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, like, they're getting exposed right now. Like, you can't just, you know, just because you 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 became popular riding the coattails of somebody else's gimmick, you know, now you got to prove it and do everything you said you can do. You know, you get, you get mad when, you know, a lot of old-timers like Cornette and and, you know, like Kevin Nash and, you know, guys like that talk shit about you. But now you got the ball in your hands and you're fumbling right now. They are, man. I mean, I mean it's, it's yeah. rough. For as much as they hate Cornette, man, like, they need him. Like, they they need Jim Cornette. And they need uh, Jim Ross to, like, take over and and just start setting stuff up. Because what they have right now is like they're trying to – it's basically an independent promotion. Like, it's basically anybody from the independents that weren't good enough to get, you know, signed to WWE are basically, you know, a that's AEW right now. It's like an independent show, basically. <laughs> Real quick, I just have to tell you, I told Jeremy that we're, we're going to do uh, the sports – trivia that night uh that we played them and he said okay cool at least you guys will have a chance to win something that day yeah <laughs> 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 man i appreciate him so much all right so something fun um what was the worst booking decision of 2020 so far uh, in any aew wwe doesn't matter still running programming <laughs> wrestling wrestling doesn't work without fans I think is what we're finding out right I don't like, think it's that a halftime heat is cool every once in a while well there's a reason why they don't do empty arena matches every fucking week <laughs> you can see why it's cool like every three years or six months or something but when they, they feed off that crowd noise it's not that exciting like I it's not interesting I haven't watched wrestling in probably two months. No, literally, I just watched the last. I just watched the last hour of AEW and still didn't even really watch it. I need to watch more Impact and New Japan because Impact, I feel, is going to make a, a comeback here a little bit. Yeah. I really I, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's more that the companies have gotten even lazier now because there aren't any fans. Yeah, so so now they're almost honestly, I think it's they're insulting their the fans' intelligence even more now than what they've ever did before. And you got you know you go over to AEW, you got freaking you know guys like Luchasaurus, and he's you know flipping around all over the place. But if you remember him from Lucha Underground, he was this like ass kicking dude that you know everybody took serious. Now he's out here with, you know, a freaking midget and, 
And uh, can you? We can't even say midget anymore, can we? No. Uh, okay. Little well, people. A, yeah. a, a hornswoggle. Right. Yeah. You know, like this guy. You know, this grown man who's basically no bigger than hornswoggle coming out on his shoulders doing somersaults and stuff. Like I do that shit with my son, and he's two. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and then you have WWE and freaking damn near everything they seem to do just insults your intelligence. Like, you know, you have this this extreme rules and, you know, you, they build it up to where somebody is supposed to lose an eye and basically it was like a ping pong ball that they took a Sharpie and wrote on. <laughs> you know, like you can't, you know, like with all the money and production and whatnot that you can do in WWE and that's the best that you can come up with. And then, like, the storylines have no continuity. You know, I was flipping through, and I tried to watch Raw this past Monday. You know, and this was the Monday after Extreme – or, yeah, no, Extreme Rules was what? This – it wasn't this past Sunday, was it? Or last Sunday? Yeah, a couple Sundays ago. So, two Sundays ago. You know, two weeks ago, Seth Rollins puts Rey Mysterio, takes his eye out a second time. Now, two weeks later, his son Dominic shows up. You know, like wanting retribution, wouldn't that happen during the match at Extreme Rules? Like, you know, it's, it's just you know, like, come on, man, don't insult my intelligence. And it's not even like the the smart marks. It's the it's the the people that are kind of casual fans that they're insulting the intelligence of. Right. And I think that's the biggest problem. And I think people just get to the point where they just say, you know what? fuck it, I'm done. And, you know, then they don't come back. And then you watch New Japan or something. And, dude, there's, for as long as I've been watching New Japan, I have yet to see any real, like, complex storyline besides maybe Bullet Club. And, you know, like, the different guys that weave in and out of Bullet Club because it's mostly made up of, you know, foreign wrestlers. And but yet, you know, that simple storyline besides that and, you know, basically, I, I mean, like the but basically, like, I just want to be champion. Like, that's the base, the main storyline in New Japan. Like, I want to fight you. Let's fight. And let's see what happens. And, you know, like, that's the main basis of their storyline. But yet everything makes sense. You know, like, you just had evil do a heel turn. And, you know, it's like there was nothing really simple to it except for, you know, he a guy that was tired of being in a, in, in Naito's shadow, the leader of the group. He wanted to be a leader somewhere. And so he turned, and now, like, that's, you know, damn near the hottest storyline right now in wrestling. Right. And that's how simple right. it is. Yeah, you know, that's how like, easy it is. Yeah. Like, they don't try to insult you or, uh, you know, they, they don't forget common sense. And um, so for me, one of the things that, that I feel, and I'm going to stick it to WWE, um, I feel they messed up by having Charlotte Flair get the NXT title. And not just because, you know, I know what they were trying to do with ratings, but it stopped the momentum of Rhea Ripley. And I think they screwed right. up there because they took the title off her already. And it, I mean, it just screwed up everything. 
Now, she had it for a little while and had a, a little program with, with uh, Rhea and Charlotte. Okay, but I think that just kind of okay. ruined her momentum. It was terrible. They do that with a lot of people. You yeah, know, it's, it's, I agree. But it's basically like these are the people we want you to cheer for instead of just letting it be organic. Because, I mean, I th- there were a lot of people that were behind Rhea Ripley. Right. And that liked Rhea Ripley, you know. And it's like, well, no, we want you to cheer for Charlotte Flair. And, you know, like if you, you know, a lot of fans aren't necessarily, you know, they don't hate Charlotte. But at the same time, like, you know, they, they don't want to see her anymore. She, in all honesty, she's stale. You know, like how 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 many more times can she come out and, you know, like honestly, she's like a knockoff Ric Flair. Like, yeah. and it's like, how bad is that? You're a knockoff of your dad and not even a good one. You know, and people, like, you can tell she doesn't have any charisma. Well, I'm sure she has charisma in the right places. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say she, I wouldn't say she doesn't have charisma, but, I mean, you also can't compare that to, you know, the guy who is the most charismatic wrestler pretty much ever, and that's Ric Flair. So it's got right. comparison. But, but if that's what they're, I, I, they're going to make her. I get your point, though, on the push. I get that. I understand that. That's what I get. They they push too hard, but that's that's what Vince has done forever. He goes back to what he knows works. I'm not saying it's working this time, and it hasn't worked in the past with some other shit he's done. Mm-hmm. The same guy that brought back Ultimate Warrior. So, right, I'm just, stuff doesn't work. But I mean, can we arguably say that? I mean, Vince McMahon really hasn't had. He really hasn't pushed anybody organically ever. I mean, if you think like Hulk Hogan, dude, Hulk Hogan was a big deal in the AWA. Like he had that following in AWA before he even came to WWF at the time. And John Cena, I mean, like, dude, if you watch watch a Hulk Hogan, like Nick Bockwinkle match from AWA, and those people were going just as crazy as they were at the height of Hulkamania. And, I mean, even with John Cena, you know, John Cena came in as a heel that they didn't really think would come out of it. And, you know, they didn't have anybody around, and he just kind of naturally took over. You know, they didn't necessarily want to push John Cena. What about uh, about Michaels? I don't know. They didn't really have anybody there at the time. Yeah, they had Brett wanted to take it off Brett. Right. They had Brett, they had Diesel, they had Razor. Yeah. When they really but started Brett trying was, to push him. Yeah, but Brett was worldwide, though, too. True. I mean, outside of Hogan, you weren't going to be able to leave the country with Shawn Michaels as your champion. You know, they never did. Honestly, they never they never did. You know, like Bret Hart was selling out tours over in, you know, Europe and, and – uh, where the hell else did they go? Like the Middle East and stuff like Asia, that. India. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bret Hart was worldwide. They said that he had a bigger following worldwide than he ever did in the United States. Ever. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a megastar. And, you know, he was more like once Vince started trying to go to the more entertaining aspect of, of wrestling – 
You know, like you had, that's what he had to do. Like he kind of, you know, he couldn't afford. And I think too, that was it too. He couldn't really afford to go overseas at that time. So I think that's kind of, you know, Shawn Michaels kind of necessitated. He was there to, you know, get American fans. But, I mean, really outside of the United States, man, I mean, Shawn Michaels isn't really worldwide. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. So, um, so a few other things. Like Kyrie Sane, so she's done, uh, taped her final day in WWE. Uh, she's returning to Japan because she got married to somebody from Japan earlier this year, so she's going back. Um, the I know. Good for her. Right, Shelton Benjamin. So he got a pinfall singles victory. He won the twenty four seven championship. Uh, I think about a week ago, and he pinned our truth. So it was his first one on one win on Raw since defeating Super Crazy in two thousand six. This is before iPhones were introduced, the Big Bang Theory premiered, and Twitter started using hashtags. Long time ago. And him and him and uh, MVP and Lashley now have a a group or a stable and it is the hurt business. God. Yeah, I heard they're trying to they're trying to remake it the nation. I hope not. So they, there's no way they can't. That was the rumor. They they said that uh, Ron Simmons is been at tapings again. So oh, Jesus, that would be it. That's your fourth guy. Yeah, that ain't. That's not it. Oh my God, that's the last thing they need to try to recreate. <laughs> They're trying to take advantage right. of BLM, man. Like they can barely create anything right now, let alone fucking trying to bring the nation back. There's nobody. They. They don't have the guys that would be able to even, you know, who's going to talk? Who's going to be the talker for them? You know Damn. what I mean? Like, I mean, MT, I mean, MVP, he's good, but he's not, dude, he's not Ron Simmons like that. Like, MVP's not even the wrestler like Ron Simmons, man. He'll never be as successful as Ron Simmons was. And Bobby can't talk. We know that. No, exactly. Yeah, no. I Shelton had some. Shelton isn't terrible. Shelton could help. No, he's not terrible, but like that that ship has already sailed, and like there's no way. Now, if they were gonna redo the nation, they should have did it with the new day, like they did in the very beginning, and they had something there. But then at the same time, you can't have you had you had Xavier Woods which is probably one of the smartest guys in WWE in general. Like, there's no way. Like, half of his promos would have went over everybody's head just right. on how smart he is. So, and, I mean, that would have been the only reason why it, wouldn't, it couldn't have worked. But if you would have did the New Nation with the New Day or tried to bring it back with them, because you got three guys that could actually wrestle, put on good matches, and talk, you can't you can't do that with Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, and MVP. You only got one guy that can talk, and you have one guy that can actually put on a decent match. And it's just not. It's, it's that's so bad. <laughs> so we'll bad. see how we'll see how it plays out. 
Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Ashka got herself counted out uh, the other day running to the back to save Kyrie Sane. So Sasha Banks is your Raw Women's Champion. Yeah. But that's another thing right there. The, the ending of that match. Like, I actually watched that match because I wanted to see Sasha Banks and Bailey. That's the only reason why I watched it. And, like, the match was a really good – it was a good – it was a good to great wrestling match for a title. Like, it's everything that you would want out of a wrestling match. I just wish they would stop doing that whole, like, you get a two count on somebody and then you, like, sit there for, like, five seconds and act like you're getting ready to cry because you couldn't pin them. I don't know. I just think that's just stupid. But, I mean, to have a match like that end on a count out, because she wanted to go save her friend and then still didn't even make it in time. Like, how stupid is that? That's just, you know, like, that's one of those things that's insulting. It's protecting her, too, from having a loss. I don't know, but that's the the problem. They worry about trying to protect and this whole, like, 50-50 shit, you know, like, well, you know, she didn't really get beat at Extreme Rules, so let's not really beat her on Raw. You know, that's the type of stuff that turns people off, you know? Like, nobody wants to see that. If I want to see – if I – you know, I want to see a championship match with an actual winner. Right. No, I'm with you there. Um, but, I mean, that's what's been going on in wrestling, and that's kind of pretty much where we can wrap this up. We got nothing else to really go with. Um, yeah. Nothing's going on over in Japan yet. Um, not until Friday. That's when the next show is. Yeah, you'll have to update us on that next week. And, you know, Impact is yeah. off slam anniversary. They're picking up people left and right. Um, and we'll use them properly. Good Brothers are there. Right. You know, they were at slam anniversary. I think Heath Slater's there now with Rhino, bringing that team back. I got kids. So, yeah, it'll be good. And then, um, yeah, so we got time. We'll see what happens. So, just a uh, few things on this day in wrestling history, August Second, so let's go back way back to 2004, Monday Night Raw, San Antonio. Speaking of Rhino, Rhino and Tajiri beat Rob Conway and Sylvan Grenier. Is that his name? Grenier. 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 Sylvan Grenier. Wasn't watching it at that time. Tyson. Oh, I remember them. Tyson Tomko, Rosie beat Rosie. William Regal. William Regal beat Triple H. Kane beat Maven, and Batista, Orton, and Flair beat Benoit, Jericho, and Edge. Regal beat Triple H? Yeah, it was disqualification. Oh, Jesus. All right, how about from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Monday Night Pro 1999, and we'll wrap it up with this. Booker T and Stevie Ray beat Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Canyon. Ernest Miller beat Lenny Lane, Disco Inferno. Uh, Udi beat Evan Courageous. Yep. Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas beat Hugh Morris and Jerry Flynn. Perry Saturn beat Kurt Hennig by DQ. Benoit beat DDP. Vampiro beat Eddie Guerrero. And Rick Skiner and Sid Vicious beat Goldberg and Sting by DQ. Vampiro beat Eddie Guerrero. God. <laughs> Have you not got a business right then? It was close. 99. They were there getting there. No wonder you right. coffee on itself to leave. So, happy <laughs> birthday to uh, Austin Theory. He is 23. 
That is it. He's pretty young. Mm-hmm. 23. I thought he was older than that. Shit. So did I. Damn. So happy birthday to Austin Theory. These other people don't matter. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Wes Anderson. Moments of time. Check him out on Facebook with Sanderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's songs by Wes. Thanks to Brandon Allwear Clothing, Sean Crandall Squatty Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry, Sparty Steve. Couldn't get to you today, but hopefully you can join us on August 22nd. Sounds like our day. Uh, we're going to have a busy day playing sports and then try to get our – use our. we're going to use our physical abilities to beat Jeremy and then hopefully our brains at the evening. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll be downtown. Maybe we'll uh, – well, no bars will be open by then. So, uh, we'll, right. <laughs> we'll see what right. we can do. So, as right. always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And adios. The Maniac. Signing off.